0: please. Hi, C Note here. I had some realizations recently about the internet. And our usage of it, really like the internet at scale, and how it is sometimes getting in the way. I think there is a, I I think for a lot of people, there's this um, feeling that there's this almost obvious feeling that there's a dizzying effect of the internet. There's a little bit of, uh, there's different ways that people put it. Sometimes there's the word discourse. Sometimes there's like. Uh, misinformation, like, you know, all sorts of different words that are used to somewhat represent a similar feeling of like the internet is making me stressed or dizzy, or there's something happening about how people communicate on the internet that is not quite the same as we would interact in person. And well, I, on this channel, I've covered spiral dynamics, which is what I'm going to reference on this podcast. And so if you wanna go listen to that, there's an episode, just go search for it. Uh, in, it's an introduction to Spiral Dynamics. And I'm also putting out a Skillshare course, hopefully they'll accept it, all about using Spiral Dynamics for your uh, creative career, just figure out the next steps in your creative career. But I wanted to talk about the, the internet as kind of this, this massive distraction. How is it distracting people so much? And why and, and, and what's going on there? And to be as succinct as possible, which is (laughs) difficult with this concept, uh, the internet at scale right now, when it comes to social media, social media itself is really just like a section of the internet. You know, there are things quote unquote called the dark web. There are people who have their own platforms, their own websites. The internet is not just social media, but social media itself is a series of platforms You can think of it as its own territory that is sectioned off by a few major companies, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, um, Twitter, and Google are basically the main ones. And so each of those people have their different ecosystems and governments in terms of the real world governments don't necessarily have jurisdiction over the internet that they're not policing activity or words or things that are happening on the internet. They can only police things or have been only policing things that involve either access to the internet or something that may affect something in the real world. So the internet itself doesn't really have its own, or at least social media, doesn't really have its own government relationship that in a way, each of these platforms is its own governing body and is its own governing force. So Twitter has its own policies. Instagram and Facebook have their own policies. Uh, Apple, in using their ecosystem, has their own policies. You can even think of like Netflix has their own policies. And each of those has their own kind of community. Not Netflix, but like Twitter and Facebook and such. And they each have their own community. And each of these places doesn't have the equivalent of like a police force patrolling its city, right? They have user reporting. Basically, the only way that someone gets in trouble is that, A, people can block people themselves, or that they submit some sort of a complaint to the major company. And basically, the only thing that the company does is typically eliminate that that person. There isn't really much of a trial going on. So what I'm equating this to is, in Spiral Dynamics, there's what's called Four Blue. Now, Four Blue is a level, which is level four in human development. And Four Blue represents typically law and order, the the development of societies, which usually starts on the basis of some sort of a religion or like an ethnocentric sense of entitlement to uh, a civil society based on a doctrine. It can be religion. It can be uh, some sort of civil doctrine, some sort of way of organizing society and organizing society usually involves some sort of a police force or justice system. And so usually in most societies, the early parts of societies don't typically have a very robust police system. There's usually, uh, there's a lot of like mob mentalities or like the ideas of lynchings, uh, were basically community enforced uh, acute community enforced justice in a sense, right? So everybody would come to some sort of belief or agreement that someone was awful based on whatever reason it can be racial. It can be, uh, it, it can be based on like what they assume this person's going to be or this per what this person has done. And it's like that imagery of like people in a square like rooting for an execution and like watching the person and really like, they did it. Oh, get them!" right. So when you think of things like cancel culture or or boycotting, which are essentially like very similar ideas, that's essentially what's happening on the internet um, on at least these social media platforms. And a lot of the reason this is happening is again, because these territories are the equivalents of towns. You've got ads on the newsfeed, which are the equivalent of like billboards or flyers all over town. And you've got people selling to each other as the equivalent of people selling to each other on like at like yard sales or community gatherings and little events and stuff. The same like Facebook groups are kind of like little churches or community gatherings in a way. and um, And so when it comes to the, the tear down or mob mentalities when it comes to like cancel culture and these things and I'm not specifically picking on canceled culture because that's typically seen as a particular political party thing boycotting is another version of that and basically anything where a group of people get together and they say like no one else is doing anything about this so we've got to do something about it which is typically sort of a, a armed with pitchforks kind of justice and so I think the reason a lot of this is happening is because the platforms themselves are not enforcing their policies in any kind of an active way. And so it's up to the users to take on this sense of power for themselves and essentially demand that someone gets removed or offloaded or that their career gets destroyed. And it's basically a social lynchings. And, uh, I know that sounds extreme, but the, in a way that helped me to understand w- what's happening and then helped me to understand my participation on the internet and rerouting that. So like for me, I'm more in spiral dynamics. I'm a little more in five orange. Meaning I'm trying to build my own platform and, and there are companies that will help you build your own platform, you know, like teachable, um, Squarespace, any kind of web website service, anything like that. Right. And so I've talked about on some of my creativity focused stuff and some of my creative consulting work that, uh, one of the main things that, that is helpful for any business owner to focus on is building your own Island. Like Instagram is not your Island. You're operating on someone else's territory. You're operating on Facebook's territory. You're just selling within that mall. You're basically leasing space for free within that mall. And so basically like, you know, a mall's goal is to get as many people into the mall as possible. And then different people sell things in the mall to the consumers. And so another way to look at this is like the mall doesn't have any security. (laughs) And so the only, or the security that they have is basically reporting the, any misconduct misconduct to, you know, the higher ups or just like a few people who are moderators that are not actively searching through feeds and like someone that could um, have any deeper discernment of whether or not someone's being uh, harassing or anything like that. It's up to just user reporting and it's up to user interpretation as to whether or not someone is being, you know, uh, uh, awful or uh, violating policies or anything like that. And so companies like Facebook in particular, if you report a company, a lot of the times they don't even look into it all that much. I had my original website uh, banned from Facebook because someone reported it as abusive because I talk about mental health or that I once said that INTPs should consider rewriting their own personal code or that they are always rewriting their own personal code. And someone took that as like me saying that INTPs need to change and that was misinterpreted. And that being misinterpreted, they reported that. And then Facebook, instead of basically performing the equivalent of a fair trial and having a conversation or trying to figure out innocent versus guilt, they basically just decided guilty until proven innocent, which is sort of that like early four blue societal lynchings kind of idea of like, we believe this person's guilty without a fair fair trial, without looking into evidence, without whatever. And because it reinforces my beliefs or um, basically moral focused um, bashing uh, literally and figuratively that... Uh, Facebook is just like, you know, we're we're just going to trust the person that's reporting and let it happen. So basically, there's no equivalent on the social media channels of like any kind of fair trial or fair enforcement. And so it's the equivalent of like a fairly lawless space, fairly lawless society on the internet. And so the reason I bring this up is because what can be confusing is that we may be at a later worldview in real life meaning that we live in a society right we have there is police enforcement for better or worse and there is uh different there are government happenings there are you know people patrolling the streets there are neighborhood watches there are um there are you can't legally you know there's there's no public executions there's no um Uh, there's still, still happening around the country. I'm not saying there isn't ever, but, uh, legally there is no, um, ability to just for an entire mob of people to drag someone down the street and it'd be okay. So in there's no, basically on the internet, on social media, there's no social equivalent right now of, um, there's no enforcement. or there's no policy or enforcement of harassment at scale and no real way to deal with that. So what that typically means is that even if you're in real life of a different worldview, let's say you're in five orange or even six green and you're interfacing with the internet because your circumstances and your reality are different that you're getting kind of dragged or that there's this stress, like stress is basically being in one place and then thinking you need to be in another place. You know, if you think of literal stress, like stress is tension between two points. Right. And so the internet being in a different worldview than most people, like a lot of people are are in varying different stages of life. Like maybe they've got a job, maybe they've had a career for 30 years, maybe they have their own business, maybe they're, uh, activists and actually people who are, um, doing, uh, 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 actually have their own nonprofit businesses and things like that. And, uh, every time they engage with the internet, they're not necessarily fully bringing, we're not fully bringing our, our real life selves to the internet. We're adapting to what the internet is and engaging with the internet from our real world space, but then entering a different world. It's like the equivalent of entering uh, a third world country that is run by people who are not holding fair trials and they're doing public executions and they are, uh, there's no police enforcement or anything like that. And, uh, and I I know this sounds extreme when I'm saying these things, but like, it's important to understand this or it has been for me for two reasons. <clears throat> One, because understanding that disparity is allowing me to refocus myself in that what I'm trying to do as a person who's trying to develop a community, develop a business and to uh, be a, a support and someone that's not necessarily in the noise, but is kind of trying to build my own community that I need to focus on my stuff and not get so caught up in the internet's business because the internet is not necessarily up to snuff to where societies are. Like the internet again is its own worldwide entity. Like Facebook is a worldwide entity. Twitter is a worldwide entity. And um, I wouldn't even say it's accurate to say it's worldwide. It's its own space. It's its own metaverse. It's its own territory. And so it's the equivalent of new land. It's a new place that we have not yet charted. And so the the place has been charted by these different companies and the policies are being run by these different companies, but they're not enforcing them. So the people are doing the enforcement and basically, you know, uh, eliciting justice uh, in their own way. And that just doesn't map to the reality of our current circumstances, because if that was happening in real life, in terms of being in basically what's the equivalent of the Taliban taking over Afghanistan and enforcing more of early four blue policies of like, you can do this, you can do that, but if you do the bad thing, then you're going to get executed and it's just quote unquote fair. Right. And um, that's just the way that society is being run right now, unfortunately. And if that was happening in the United States, if that was happening in, in quote unquote civil societies, um, societies that are at later worldviews, then that would be a big hubbub. And so one of the challenges here in my explaining this, because there's a lot of nuance and I hope you're not mis mishearing mis- me. I'm not equating anything anyone to being a bad person or anything like that. It's just that your environment dictates the adaptation to the worldview. And in this case, the internet, social media is an environment. That's really what I'm trying to say is like, there's a distinction between like, even though you're in a coffee shop and you're looking on your phone, you're both in the coffee shop and in this other territory on Twitter or wherever you're hanging out. So your psychology is being, being torn between these two places. Right. And you're not even really in the two places at the same time. You're sort of shifting between lands and shifting between worldviews maybe sitting at a starbucks with your friend in a uh, you know in an establishment that has very different policies and rule sets than the policies and rule sets that exist on the internet you know if you went into starbucks and you started screaming like you know uh, um, something activism related or something related to boycotting starbucks or something related to Um, you know, causing some sort of a ruckus or just yelling or accusing someone who's sitting there of being racist or whatever, that they would probably kick you out or they would call the police and the police would handle that situation. The internet doesn't have an equivalent of that other than reporting it. And there is no police that comes and takes you out. Maybe they'll block you or ban you from the site, but there is no due process of any kind. There's no talking it out to figure out what happened. There's no discussion. It's just full out removal. And that creates a certain mentality in, in people on the internet that if there is no justice, then we will create the justice. We will band together and we will get this person canceled, or we will boycott this company or, or whatever. Right. And so what that really means and so, as I mentioned before, like the two things is like, one is that it helps me and anyone who's of a later worldview, which is pretty much most people in modern societies, um, are not in that space and need to understand that when they enter that space, they're almost, they're actually regressing. And that's why we get this idea of like tribalism or very like black and white thinking, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, And like really a deeply moral focus. Like I'm like constantly trying to prove that you're a good person or not. And so, or, or, or feeling the pressure to prove if you're a good person or not, because that's the dominant temperature in those spaces. So I'm not saying you become that, but I'm saying that if you're a business owner that is operating on Instagram or Twitter and you're feeling the pressure to perform and having to do moral performance. Um, you know, there's a, there's a word for that. Um, it's, uh, I know virtue, virtue signaling is one of those words, but it's, it's usually used as a Republican term. I don't really mean it that way, but it's that idea. It's the idea of doing like a moral performance. Like there was somebody who was recently reacting to Dave Chappelle's standup special. And there's a lot of nuance there and it's a very complicated thing. And I'm not talking about it here specifically, but the person basically took a video and screenshotted it on a, of a screen cap of them, like unsubscribing from Netflix and making a big hubbub about it. that's what I mean by moral performance. There's like, it's one thing to have something that you stand for and then do it, but there's another thing to do it and actually show others that you're doing it. Because a lot of the internet, if you're selling to each other or connecting with each other, because it's an early four blue space of this like moral performance space, that that's part of what's expected of you is to do the moral performance. Basically the to keep waving the flag. You know, it's it's another form of, it's an internet form of nationalism in a weird way. Um, and it's really hard to describe that because it might sound offensive, <laughs> but but it's, this sort of early for blue fits into like a fundamentalism territory again, right or wrong, moral proving grounds and um, you know, like public uh, public executions or lynchings or anything like that. So social ostracizing. So like for blue, like the the benefit of being in for blue is that you get the benefit of being in a society and being in a society usually comes with the perks of, of resource trading or sharing or, or building and developing together. Otherwise you're on your own. And so the punishment typically with four blue justice of any stage of four blue is removal from society. Like when people go to jail, that's the idea. They get removed from society and that's sort of how it's shaken out. This is not my personal opinion. This is just based on the studies of spiral dynamics and related to um, history and how that's uh, unfolded. So the, the four blue, early four blue, again, is like this fundamental stage and fundamentalism usually is requesting moral performance. And so the reality again, is that most people are not actually in that stage, but it's expected of you to do that. So you're, you're stressing yourself by having to be somewhere that you're not naturally in, And sometimes a lot of people get kind of dragged down, like people who are trying to start their own businesses are getting dragged into this like moral performance phase and they're not actually able to move forward, which has been some of my issue and some of my partner's issue. And some people that we know have gotten bogged down by that because instead of focusing on something that you want to talk about, you have to stop what you're doing and put up a black square on Instagram or do whatever is everyone else is doing. Right. And I'm not saying these issues are not important. That's not what I'm saying at all, but I'm saying it's the, the moral performance aspect is, is like the temperature of these social media places, whether it's, you know, whatever side it is, quote unquote is not relevant because it very much happens when you've got entire swaths of people not believing not quote unquote believing in vaccines, or you see signs around in the real world that say, we believe in science and like science is not something to believe in. Um, But it's very much belief based Four blue is about belief. And so uh, the other challenge of this is that if you're a young person in particular, that this can be stunting to your growth. That is, if this is the leading edge of your worldview, of where, of what you perceive and what you understand of reality, if this is what you already think in the real world as well, and that maybe you just got indoctrinated into a religion. I don't mean that disparagingly, but maybe you just started into society. Maybe you just got a new job. Maybe you're in college. Maybe you're trying to figure life out. The internet and the temperature of the internet is like putting this wall up to not let people move through that phase because there is Usually in real life, what happens is that when a kid goes through college and they start to develop this sense of righteousness, that maybe they come up against a wall of people saying like, no, 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 you don't have to be that extreme, you know, or you don't have to do this or you don't have to do that. But the internet right now is reinforcing that worldview or that attitude and it's keeping a lot of young people stuck. And that breaks my heart. Um, And it's going to affect the temperature of the real world and has been. And so this disparity between sort of like where the internet at is at worldview wise and where we are in reality wise is both affecting young people who are going through that stage in reality. And they get kind of stuck there or they can get stuck there and, you know, people who are ahead and getting kind of pulled back. And so what I'm basically suggesting is if you're a young person to consider the extremes of what maybe you're thinking about and continue to get exposed to new ideas because you just never know where where you may be able to expand for me i was stuck in atheism i remember in college i was very much in that space and um i was very atheist in the sense that like i just couldn't trust religious people i just thought they were stupid (laughs) and none of it made sense to me but one of the first things that i got exposed to was actually listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson's star talk. And he talked to a Jesuit priest about his relationship to the universe and science and all of that stuff. And it made me start to see that like, like religion doesn't automatically equal stupid. And I think right now the opposite, like that similar path is needing to start coming up for some people, especially some young people of like getting exposed to people who are not the obvious "quote unquote" em- enemy, or the equiv your equivalent of the opposite extreme, you know, people who are maybe religious but level headed, you know, religious but, um, you know, are not "quote unquote" evil or not disparaging all of these groups that you're defending, right? And so I'm saying this because that's something that I very much have been through. So all of this feels familiar to me, and I was trying to figure out why this feels so familiar to me. And why it keeps feeling like I'm getting dragged down into it or caring about it so much, or like why my relationship to the internet as person who is trying to build a business and connect with people on the internet, that it's hard to make those connections. And I think those are some of the big reasons. And then if you're a person that's trying to build your own business and trying to do your own thing, that it is a way it is about focusing forward and maybe that means spending less time on the internet or using schedulers so that you're not personally interfacing with the internet or hiring a virtual assistant or anything like that and you just focus on your stuff and that's why i'm i'm saying this on the podcast and not just writing it as a thread on twitter because I'm speaking to you. You're one of my people, right? You're you're someone who's listening to my podcast. Maybe you've listened to a couple episodes at this point. And I want to be here to support you and support your growth because by listening to this podcast, you've already basically shown, especially if you've gotten to this point, that that you're wanting to grow. You're wanting to move forward. You're wanting to not get stuck in the 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 mess that that everyone else is kind of in when it not literally everyone, but many people are are stuck in when it comes to their relationship, to the internet, and that's how it's affecting their psychology. And so if it, if I can summarize all of this, it's to say that, that the early four blue kind of fundamentalist space of the internet, that's not being enforced by these platforms in a way that, that actually lets these people know that it's not okay to be this extreme, that that is affecting our psychology, Uh, the people who are doing it, the people who are seeing it, the people who are the victims of it, the the people who are trying to build businesses and getting distracted by it. And the people who are trying to build businesses and are scared of putting content out there for fear of that, for fear of being dogpiled. I don't think that's fair for that to exist. And right now it's just the way it is. And I think that's part of what I'm saying is like, Now might be the time that if you're assuming that your island is on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram to build your own island, to use Teachable or to use Skillshare or to to start talking about your skills, to build an audience that way, or to create a Squarespace course. I wish I was one of those podcasts that has Squarespace affiliate because that would be a perfect (laughs) tie-in, but I don't, Um, or Kajabi or... Any of those platforms where you're starting to attract people to you instead of feeling like you have to pander to them. And because then you can build your own platform, you have the platform's policies, but then you can set your policies. And if you start to see some of that behavior, some of that dogpiling type of behavior on someone, you can say, No, we don't do that here. That's not how we operate. And people, if there's someone who is causing issues, Let's work it out. Let's talk about it. Let's give them a fair shake and see what's actually going on, right? So you are essentially becoming the platform. And I think that's what I want to empower and enable people to do is that if you're trying to build your own platform, much like I am, and this is basically me sharing my, uh, my stressors and my story and what I'm trying to focus on, that if you could do your best to focus forward, I think that's going to be the best benefit for everybody and lead the way for those who are kind of stuck and you can show them that, look, you don't have to live on these places and do these things to be a good person. You can build a platform for yourself and learn as you go. So I'm running out of time here. I got 15 seconds, but I want to say that I appreciate you. I'm glad that you listened to this all the way through. If you have questions, you can leave a voice message, which there's a link in the description. And we have a school at dopamine.school and check out those courses. So I appreciate you. Take care of yourself and I'll catch you next time on dopamine. Do you like books? What about books that read to you? Not the books themselves. That would be interesting if books had voices. It would be like once upon a, a time. You don't know if the book what what voices the books would have. Who, who knows? Sometimes the books are read by authors. Sometimes they're read by. Uh, voice actors. I mentioned it before. The Martian's one of my favorite because the voice actor is pretty fantastic. Uh, but if you want to go investigate the world of spoken books or weird books with faces, I don't know what I'm talking about. Audibletrial.com/dopamine. D O P E A M I N E. Get your first ebook for free and then uh, pay monthly to get uh, as many ebooks as you can muster. So go ahead and do that thing audibletrial.com slash d-o-p-e-a-m-i-n-e and that sports the channel so let's get back to the show so i want to add a little something that i thought of after i just finished um when i say fundamentalism or fundamentalist um first of all is and isms are very much four blue concepts so when someone's usually referring to themselves as an ist or um, you know, thinking of the world in isms, you know, like, a, like capitalism and etc., that's usually coming from a four blue perspective. Um, usually, not always they may have adopted that and kept it. But I wanted to say that that fundamentalism is essentially like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's actually necessary for s- for all of us to go through some version of it in our development as we go up this go through the spiral. And so fundamentalism is basically really holding on to the rope that is allowing you to enter society, right? It's like you were previously in the wilderness in this three red space of self-expression and doing everything that you wanted to do as like a teenager and just like traveling the world, getting in trouble, traveling your city or your territory, getting in trouble, um, you know, doing what you want to do and brushing up against like, you know, the cops or whatever. And so fundamentalism is like, when that kid or that person or that former person who was having trouble in society finds religion, you know, you think of this as like sometimes drug addicts or someone who has had, uh, deeper issues in life, maybe rampant relationship issues or rampant, um trouble getting a job or anything like that that um they will get adopted or or indoctrinated into a religion or or some way of of thinking that is about tempering and creating a personal sense of discipline and that's really where this four blue place comes is like you're entering society and you know, through one lens through basically religion. And for me, it was actually anti-religion. It was about being atheist, which still counts. And I was very fundamentalist about atheism. And basically that space of moral application or moral focus is about defending yourself as a good person or your perception of yourself as a good person. Uh, and I say good person in quotes, because, um, you know, objectively, there's no such thing as good or bad person. It's all relative to society and relative to your, um, relative to, you know, the idea of religion or anything like that. But this, this is basically a person who has had a difficult past or someone who is just a teenager and are now trying to get into a space of, uh, tempering, self-tempering. And so, at first it, it sometimes starts as like atheism or religion, as I said, but as per, a person progresses into through four blue, it becomes about getting a job and getting, uh, involved in a skill development of some kind. And so when you're working for a company, you very much can get indoctrinated into a company as well. Like you believe they're what they stand for, um, what they represent. You love the product. Um, And when you really get into it, that's what happens. You know, someone, people can skip along the surface and not necessarily buy in completely. Uh, But in some sense or another, there's basically uh, the idea of fundamentalism is that you get the most extreme basic sense of the thing that you're involved in. And you take it to the extreme because you're tempering yourself. You're trying to, um, you're, you're almost in a way atoning for your own sins regardless of whatever religion that you're referring to but it's like your past you're you're almost scared of falling back into uh those things and 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 it's very much a human trait to use projection as that tool you know pointing at heathens or like formerly known as pagans (laughs) and um basically looking down and you know sort of getting involved in this idea of of good and evil you know that's what i mean by like the moral the moral idea of it and so when i say fundamentalism i'm not referring to anything negative fundamentalism is just what it is um it's it's a stage uh for a lot of people some people stay there for a long time but it can be a stage is what i'm saying but it's a necessary stage that everyone has to go through in order to then soften that grasp and be like okay I'm in now. I can chill out. I, I don't need to freak out so much. I don't need to be so scared of getting kicked out. And uh, I don't need to be you know, so defensive of it all the time. And so that's what I mean. And I just wanted to clear that up when it comes to the idea of fundamentalism. And I'm not saying that in any kind of um, disparaging way. So I hope that's clear. Anyway, I appreciate you. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Later. So let me share an important, important addendum to this podcast episode after I've, I've had a little time to think about it. And, um, this maybe sounds different cause I'm recording on my phone versus my desktop. But, um, uh, so I addressed the fundamentalism thing. Um, but also the, the fundamentalism and the thing that early four blue people care about are typically some of the things that kept them or perceptually kept them log jammed in previous three red values in the first place so it kind of depends on the group of people it depends on uh, what they care about and basically these sort of like these values that come forth and start to be developed uh, in these like early four blue communities are not always negative. So I, I just want to clear up that I'm not trying to give the sense that what I'm saying is that this is totally a bad thing for everybody. Because again, this is like a phase of life that everyone Typically, who is at least going forward in this space needs to go through, and so it's like caring about people who are like me, people who are expressive like me, people who have maybe been underserved like me, or people who have been uh, uh, have gotten the short end of the stick like me, and and whatever that perception may be, it could be anybody. That's not I'm not talking about a particular value set or or type of people. So the tricky thing is that when, basically, if I'm going to be blunt about what I'm referencing here, is that the unfortunate passing of George Floyd and everything that happened in the summer of 2020, it was a moment, was a shaking moment for a lot of people to move forward in spiral dynamics. And so a lot of people who were previously in three red are starting to move into four blue, and there have been a lot of changes in society good changes as a result of this pressure but it's not it's like you can't use that tool for every job it was the tool that was necessary to move societal acceptance of many values and types of people and perceptions forward it's not perfect but there's forward motion and integration into society of of, of peoples that American society in particular used to just holistically look at as criminal. And that's not fair. And so, uh, a lot of those shifts have been happening and changing and evolving. And some of that has come as a result of the societal social pressure to, you know, quote unquote, be a morally good person. So these have been helpful. It just doesn't work across the board, and there will be limits to it. That at some point there are going to be nuanced considerations of how to have conversations or how to move forward in um, in understanding, you know, how integration of social things, and that it's not just about uh, like an example. An example is like there are some um th- there are some modern competition shows that competition shows are typically showing this distinction between a three red personal expression i'm making the art that i want to make or i'm making the thing that represents something i care about or someone that represents people like me or someone that rep- something that represents um where i've come from and that there is a point In the work that you do where that isn't as relevant anymore, meaning that those values are not going to be something that fits every moment of the job that you do. Like you might not you might have to do work that isn't about the thing you care about in order to have a job, in order to work for a company. That may, yes, honor your values and honor the things that you personally care about in that three red, early four blue space, or maybe not even just the values, but maybe it's your religion. You know, maybe you work for a company that is owned by a Christian or Jewish owned company uh, people or something like that. And, um, at some point the, the work or to advance in your career, you, move, you have to move beyond those things, or at least up to what I've seen in human development, you start to move beyond those things, not to lose those things, but to start to do work that is about honing the skills more than it is about honing your morality. And so there's this push and pull happening. Like I mentioned, the Dave Chappelle thing, where at some point, the simple i the the sort of simplistic fundamental black and white ideas of 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 moral righteousness or moral goodness is not it's not entirely what's being considered and there's a very real reality of that that there's an extreme of like on or off states yes or no people being accepted or not being accepted and then there's the nuances of like what we can or cannot say about it or what we cannot cannot express about it, and then how that affects business, and then how that affects uh, our skill development or distracting ourselves from focusing on skill development. So when I was talking about before about college kids getting a job, a lot of the times, like the idea of an internship is is like going to a company and the company kind of like sizes you up, and they get to know like your behavior, your moral compass, the way that you focus your talent, your skill, like they're looking at your potential. They're not looking at something they can pay you for yet. And that's another, like I still, that that's another argument about being paid for internships. And it's really, they're just sizing you up to get to know whether they can onboard you and then train you because you still have to be trained and uh, learn how to start to develop skills. And so that sort of like an internship is meant to be sort of an on-ramp between that early four blue and this idea of now getting into a skill focused, like, can you do the work? Um, and it's not even if the work portrays your values, but if the work is not about your values or is not even relevant to your values, like if I have particular values that I brought into my, my first job was, Um, one of my first jobs was working at a TV station in Philadelphia. And if I were to bring my atheistic values into the company and they were asking me to make flyers or make something for the Philadelphia Phillies or one of the TV shows that were on, and I had to put in some sort of like something relative to my values, it's just not relevant. It it, It just doesn't become relevant anymore. So there's an interesting challenge there of 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 the usefulness of this tool set of moral focus, but it sort of exists and is helpful in the narrow window. And it was necessary and has been needed to happen for the sake of the internet and for the sake of uh, so many different minority groups and so many different people who have needed to basically break some of the bottlenecks that were happening in spiral dynamics that we're keeping a lot of people in America in particular from moving forward uh, because of the way police were treating people because of the public perceptions the ways that we were talking about certain people, uh, the jokes we were making, all of that stuff. Um, But now that people are in the gates, there's much more nuanced conversations about how to operate in society and the integrations into society. And at some point the, the idea of like specialness kind of starts to fizzle, and it gets kind of unfortunately muddied and um, gets more complicated. But um, the, the main idea here is is to stress that I, I wasn't trying to say that this is a bad thing, and that it is a very appropriate phase of life or a thing that was needed to happen in recent history. Um, but now. There is some moving forward that still need that, that needs to happen. A lot of people need to focus their attention on like skill development and actually contributing to society now that they're in society or being respected by society or starting to be respected by society. And um, you know that next phase is hard because it's with the way that I, that I said like the way that the internet, is formulated or the way that it exists right now, where there's no active policing of behavior or this mob mentality that it can keep you in that place instead of focusing forward to start to work on skill development. So I hope that provides some clarity. I just felt like I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if I was clear about that, (laughs) but it's complicated. It's tricky. It's all based on spiral dynamics and what I've just kind of noticed and experienced. No way is it completely holistically true because I'm not some Oracle. I'm just only, you know, kind of looking at the patterns of what I've noticed and realized and what is helpful for me right now, which is to do my own version of focusing forward, which is continuing to build my business, to make interesting podcasts, to send emails out, to write articles, to, you know, sell courses, to build my platform. And, um, you know, provide as much support for people like me who are trying to figure stuff out too so that's how it goes so anyway um, yeah that's been this addendum so thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode this has been a CNote Media Production